Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chase Thomas podcast, where I'm still the aforementioned Chase Thomas coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee. We got a first timer joining Mr. Evan Swartz of 49ers Hub and myself on tonight's edition of the program. We got Clayton Holloway of NFL.com, uh, NFL Media, Thank does everything me. over there. He's hiding out in some sort of NFL lair. Uh, this is our, uh, one, of yeah. our, one of our many conference rooms in the new NFL Network building right here next to beautiful SoFi, which I'm looking at right now. There so. you go. There you go. Well, thank you for joining us, Clayton. Yep. Uh, how are things? Things are good, man. I mean, they could have been better if San Francisco won Sunday, but things are... Things are really good. Um, Disagree. Went pretty well for Sunday. I'm happy with the result, but yeah. Um, things are good, man. Busy day today. You know, you got the fall league meeting. Ursay mm-hmm. had some strong comments about Dan Snyder. So busy day for us here in the building. We'll see, man. Yeah, that's that's a good. <laughs> we'll see. We'll that's see a, how that, that one goes. That's a whole thing. That is yeah. a whole. Uh, I don't think getting I have no interest in going down. No, I just, yeah, let them figure it all out. Um, also here, Mr. Evan Swartz uh, for an air sub. Evan, good evening, sir, in the Kyle Shanahan gear. What's up, how are man? You? How you doing? I'm not too bad. I feel pretty good. It's a victory Tuesday. It's usually a victory Monday. The Many people are saying the should be 5-1 and one Atlanta Falcons uh, after this Sunday. So it's a, it's a good time. The Vols undefeated, uh, the Falcons. Like, I tweeted about this. This is, I mean, look, it's always great to be a Tennessee volunteer, but also the Braves won the title last year. You've get you've got the Falcons now with Arthur Smith, an elite, we now know, an elite play caller in this league, an elite offensive mind. Josh Heupel and Arthur Smith rounding out my weekends for the next couple of years is just, it's not fair. Like I couldn't imagine like you, you've got your situation with, Dan Lanning and Kenny Dillingham and uh, whatever Kyle's doing with the receivers and the running backs in San Francisco for myself. It's just jubilation every weekend where I just got, I I, I get my flannels out in the fall. I get my, my uh, hot tea. I get my camel tea and I just get a nice blanket. And then I watch greatness for three and a half hours from both my team. It's great. I don't know if I've ever, I don't know how long it's been since you've had the Falcons and Tennessee win at the same time. It's not very often. It's very <laughs> yeah. Well, I, tweet, I tweeted something like that on Saturday. I was like, I'm a Niners fan. I'm a Warriors mm. fan and I'm a Vols fan. So I was like, what a great weekend. And I was like, 49ers do not ruin this for me. Mm-hmm. And they, of course. Well, yeah. I mean, look, it's not their fault. The Falcons rock the goat uniforms on Sunday afternoon, which beautiful uniforms. I will not lie. I don't know why they don't just wear those full time. I don't understand why we can't just go back to those. Those are so good. They're the hel- so perfect. The helmets. The helmets are so perfect. They're I mean, clean. The logo, Ooh, by the way, the in. logo yeah. is the logo's better. I mean, I got the the Keith Brookings signed version of that up there when uh, the the office gets remade and I build it based on a video format of this podcast. I'll have it on the back. But yeah, no, it's uh it's legit, but you know, it was fun. It was uh, it was a fun welcome uh, win. I will say there is one caveat uh, to this win for the Falcons, which is that uh, the Niners uh, missed everyone on defense on Sunday. So that may have played a role in Marcus Mariota lighting up uh, this San Francisco defense, but also Kyle Pitts got in the end zone. So I don't care uh, just how, uh, uh, how depleted the Niners no, were. Kyle so, Pitts got in the end zone. So that's, I appreciate you guys helping in that regard because I was losing it. So I got, I, I got to say, so normally when we would talk about the 49ers, right? Like mm-hmm. I go through my entire, this is what I saw, things like that. This is rare though, because your team played my team. Mm-hmm. So let, let's set the stage, right? The 49ers went in Sunday with being the, the most injured team in the NFL. Uh, Mm. And I think within the first 13 seconds, they already had three of their starters all on defense uh, left the game. So Mm -hmm. setting the stage, what did you see watching the 49ers, which are my team as like, as a, as not a fan, like watching that team play, what did you see? And then what was it that that, that worked so, so well with Atlanta? I mean, Darren Hall played out of his mind. So I think they might have a guy there. The secondary got banged up a little bit, but Darren Hall looks like he's going to be a player. Um, Ebiketti was awesome on the edge, and he's looking like a really good player. So a lot of the young guys popped for the Falcons in this one. Uh, I thought that was really uh, really uh, illustrative of where 
Falcons are going. I mean, the offensive line played really well that's going into I was this game. To say. Your yeah. line looked really good. I don't know if that's a testament to your O line or San Francisco not having anybody on the line because they could, could both any be pressure on yeah. whatsoever. And that's like the one area where it's like you get Mariota time. He's gonna he's gonna figure some like Mariota. Having watched him every week now, it's he's it's really weird. He has the dumb fumbles, and he's still someone that we'll never feel confident with. But he takes he takes charge he he takes chances that i didn't think he would take and that's why i thought i'd be more frustrated with him to this point where i'm like he's not going to do enough for drake london he's not going to do enough for kyle pitts he's not going to do enough for player x no he he takes shots the offense is moving the offense is humming like it's really been i mean i would still at a certain point want to see what we have in ritter um sooner rather than later so we don't go into the offseason just wondering what the quarterback situation looks like next year but um, I don't know. I think the offensive line, I think, has been the biggest surprise for the Falcons all yeah. season long. And like I said, I was joking about Arthur Smith, but like there's something to what he is building here because you came into the year. I mean, I know PFF had the Falcons at the number 32 uh, offensive line coming into the 2022 season. And 32. Yeah, I mean, they're they're playing above their heads. Jalen Mayfield not being in the lineup and not being a factor at left guard helps. But like doesn't matter if it's uh, Elijah Wilkinson. Drew Dahlman uh, has been much better than uh, Matt Hennessy at center. Uh, Lindstrom's been great. You have McGarry, who's been fine. Elijah Wilkinson at the left guard spot's been good. But, like, you look at uh, Jake Matthews, just solid. Like, they're just solid everywhere. It's kind of like the Tennessee offensive line, where you don't look at a lot of, outside of Darnell Wright. I mean, not a lot of future NFL names. It's not like a couple years ago where we had only five stars on the offensive line. I mean, Gerald Mincy and J.J. Crawford are out here starting at left tackle and being asked to mm-hmm. keep Will Anderson from a nooker. And you're like, I don't really understand how this is working. I don't understand why he only got sacked once in the Alabama game, but I'll take it. That's the same. I mean, that's 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 my takeaway. Is Did y'all have a different one? Um, I want first off, I don't mean to cut you. How does Evan feel? Because I, I don't know how you feel. Even I root for Vols that mm-hmm. go into the league if they're not on the Niners. Obviously, just somebody like Juwan Jennings or Emmanuel mm-hmm. Mosley. How was that for you, Evan, being an Oregon guy? Like, you want to see Mariota do well, but at what? not at the 49ers' expense, right? So, I mean, Mariota's been in the NFL for so long at this point, and he's had, like, obviously a lot more downs than ups. Uh, and, and even to just be where he is now, like, a lot of that Oregon nostalgia was gone, right? Oh. Because, you know, you have, to, you have to remember my best friend since fourth grade was a Titans fan, right? So, I you know, I, I remember following him and having that in, in Tennessee. Then he went to o- Oakland, which was really like a, you know, a two-year disappearing act. Like, it's like he was gone for two years, you know? Mm. Um, and so, like, by the time, you know, when the game came around, like, I, I didn't really have any of that. In fact, I, I, th- I think I might have been had things been more normal. But like as a 49ers fan, you start the game and players immediately start getting injured. And it was like, I couldn't even like mentally appreciate, oh, this is Marcus playing. It just goes straight into, wait, who's out? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Right. Like, so it's just like, it was like jarring immediately. Yeah. And then derailed throughout the entire process. It's that ugly one. But kudos to the Falcons, man. They did what they had to do. I mean, shut out the Niners in the second half. Did you see anything the Falcons did specifically, Evan, in the second half that uh, frustrated you and something no, that other teams no, can do? All. Not okay. at all. Because th- So here's the thing, and I think this is kind of the thing I'm excited to have Clay or another 49ers fan in general talk about. Um, you know, Kyle Shanahan, I think, I don't know what the exact stat is, Clayton, you might remember, but Kyle Shanahan like, has like a 0-24 record going into the fourth quarter down like, by multiple scores something like down, that down by multiple scores like yeah not only that but he's scored like six points or something in the in the second half for nine points in the second half this year like there's so much going on right now and it's it's like you want to be like you want to go kind of into panic mode but you remember what happened last year and the 49ers went like three and five and then ended up going to the nfc championship so it's it's hard to ba- balance it but what i what I will say is the overall theme that I saw watching the Falcons game was actually really positive. Hmm. I have been beating the drum for, for George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk to get the ball more for less, you know, Debo Samuel rushes and more Debo Samuel touches, you know, from, from a reception standpoint. And I got to, to see that. Yes. You know, Sunday, you got the Ayuk Samuel experience, 21 targets I mean, combined. Yeah. Brandon Ayuk 
80 yards, two touchdowns. He had a pass that was called back for like, was it like holding or something like it that? Was, it was, it was uh, abs- not Brunskill, the other one, Brent, Jake Brendel. Brendel, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had such a bad game. And I'm like, costly penalties that were just complete drive killers. Yeah. Going back to that Ayuk pass you were referring to. Yeah. And so it's like he would have been over 100 yards. Yeah. He had an inc- inc- incredible game. You know, I would more so want to hear what Clayton has to say, but my overall feeling was again for another like the third game in a you know this year the 49ers beat themselves they did not like the falcons didn't beat them to me right like it's no knock on the falcons because they played impressive football in certain aspects but they had a drop by charlie warner who's like the second or third string tight end who they only literally brought in you know, and we like, I don't want to dodge, but I was having this conversation today and we were talking about the Falcons, you know, like why is Kyle Shanahan throwing the ball to your third or fourth string receiver, like Ray Ray McLeod, who was the one that dropped the basically in the hands pass mm-hmm. or Charlie Warner, the backup tight end. You and I have the same exact mindset. Like those plays should be designed to, you brought in Danny Gray for that specific reason to take defenses over the top. Hmm. Like, if you're not going to use Danny Gray, I mean, Ray, it's nothing against Ray Ray McLeod, but like, why was that play not drawn up for George Kittle? The the drop Charlie Warner, pass? right? Well, like and- that should have been drawn up for George Kittle. Why was the Ray Ray McLeod not not drawn up for Ayuk or maybe Jennings, who's not necessarily a speedster, but Danny Gray, like Danny well, but- Gray. Amazing, hands, but hands, hands, and like yeah. that's my point. And if you look back to like everyone, always when they talk about Kyle Shanahan, want to talk about the 2016 Falcons. Oh my God, look at God. I don't want to talk about the 2016. But you know what I mean? Like they're like, look at God King Kyle Shanahan and what he was able to do with that offense. Mm-hmm. But if you look at that offense, who was your third string tight end? Was it Tol- Toy Lolo? Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> Toyo Lolo. Yeah, no, he is. And then uh, who was the, the other guy? Many people are saying he Tammy, could be the heir to Tony Gonzalez. Yeah. No, many no, but hold saying. on, hold on. But Jacob Tammy too, right? Yes. They averaged one to one point eight targets a game that year, mm-hmm. right? But yet, some of the most pivotal plays against this Falcons team today, you know, Sunday, and like. Ray Ray McLeod is, is a fourth string running back. And he was quite literally only signed because we had such poor kickoff return and punt returns last year. He was signed to be a special team player, but he's getting key plays and he drops the ball. You've got Brandon Ayuk, you've got Debo Samuel, you've got George Kittle and you're throwing it to Ray Ray McLeod. There's a Charlie Warner over the middle pass. It's the one thing that you can guarantee George Kittle's good at. And he just, I mean, couldn't have been a better pass. And right, like we've been begging Jimmy Garoppolo all year to, throw to be deep. able to throw deep. And instead, we finally get these passes and he does a good job and they're not catching it. And they're going to players that you should that shouldn't be getting the ball. Like, am, am I missing something, Clayton? What did you like? What were your thoughts? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I if I Chase will probably agree with me. I that outcome outside of San Francisco's injuries, I was still on cloud nine from the night before with Tennessee. <laughs> Um, I'll tell you the one thing that I didn't envision. So at this point in the year, if San Francisco's first six games, I said at very worst, they should be four and two. Mm. And their two losses that I thought going into the season weren't from anyone that they lost to, with the exception of the Broncos, who are just bad. Another game that they should have won. I'm not stressing out about this loss too much because, like you said, all the injuries are just bad. But I feel like my takeaway is, outside of going away from running the ball, costly holding penalties, drive-killing drops. I feel like Kyle Shanahan, for some reason, lacks creativity in the second half or late in you mm. know third quarter, fourth quarter situations. The, the play calling almost gets predictable. Um, I, I feel like there's he, 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 he does too much. He doesn't keep it simple. I feel like he tries to outthink the other coach when – you see that the throwing was working earlier in the game. Obviously, if Jeff Wilson doesn't fumble the ball and those receivers don't drop those passes and the holding doesn't call it on that big completion Ayuk, the game's a little bit different. But to put up zero points in the second half against the Atlanta Falcons, nothing against the Falcons, it's a little worrisome, but I'm not hitting the panic button. Yeah. Can you explain the running back stuff to me? Like, as someone who owns a fantasy uh, 49ers in my bench, uh, in my fantasy 
football lineup for, with my wife. Uh, Jeff Wilson, his snaps are going down each and every week. I don't know if that's partly because they were just down early against the Falcons, so he's not he's not really a receiving threat. You have Tevin Coleman, who people are like, oh, and Evan, you were just talking about it last week, where you're like, oh god, Tevin Coleman's now just about to be the lead guy, and then you obviously have uh, Tyrion Davis Price, who's coming back, and then you're going to get Elijah Mitchell back at some point. Like what, what's going on with the running back situation? So the, the thing that is so frustrating to me is when Elijah Mitchell got hurt, especially when they signed Tevin Coleman and I'm in my head, the first thing I tweeted was like, I swear to God, if Tevin Coleman gets snaps over Jordan Mason, who is the undrafted free agent, that literally is the reason why Trey Sermon got cut because he played so well in practice. He played so well in the off season training camp, all these things. Because of that, they were they felt comfortable getting rid of a player that they drafted last year with a premium pick. And here they are not playing him, right? He's had one carry in the last three games or something like that. You have a, a you have Tevin Coleman, who arguably, you know, once again, Tevin Coleman came in and he played very well and he looked good and he was really played a lot better than I thought. But like then he, you know, came back down because he's no longer playing the Panthers. And he played exactly how I'd expect him to. He just not, I mean, he's at the end of his career. He's not effective. He can't get, you know, he can't move the chains. And you have Tyrion Davis Price, who was coming off an injury. You know, I just, I don't understand coaches in general, and Harbaugh did this before too, that have this like enamoration for the older, more mature vet players. Like every 49ers fan right now is like, well, you know, Jordan Mason might not be able to block. It's like, what, do they not teach blocking in college? Like, do you think, is that like something that you like high school, college, you'd never learn. And then the NFL, like, well, it's time to learn how to block. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I don't understand how the idea of how Tevin Coleman coming off the street, not having played, not having had a training camp was better suited to run the ball than Jordan Mason, who has quite literally been to nothing but fantastic all throughout training camp and that. So other than that, though, Jeff Wilson and Tevin Coleman are Jags. Just another guys. That's what they should be. Yeah. Well, uh, going forward, it's gut check, gut check time for the Niners. They're not favored uh, right now in their next two games. And you said last year, NFC title game at three and five. They're staring right at that potentially because the next three weeks are huge for the Niners. Yeah, um, with their, yeah you get KC. Not great. <laughs> you don't want KC following uh following uh what they just went through this past week and then you have at rams we'll see what the rams are looking like i just we'll get to the rams because i just think are really bad um but also they're not favored there and then you get the chargers on prime time too well, so so I don't know. Hold, here's what i'm curious you know by the way in case anyone's unaware clayton is essentially you know he's a senior assignment editor at the nfl network right mm -hmm. like i want to ask questions but we have to be careful because well, Clayton is very specifically working with some very knowledgeable people. Where are you time. going? We were just about the Niners primetime lineup. I'm, I'm curious. Getting there. Yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting there. Uh -huh. My question is, is who do you think is coming back and will be healthy to play against the chiefs? And who do you think won't? Oh, are you asking me if I have inside info? On no, this? no, no. I'm actually saying the opposite. I'm like, like no, I don't Ian want your, I want your opinion. I don't want your, you're like, I don't want to like dive into things that you're not I, supposed to say. I'm saying, who do you think? I hope I don't sound like a homer here, but I feel like San Francisco can beat Kansas City if they get Trent Will, if they have Trent Williams, if they have Mooney Ward, who's groin injury, if Nick Bosa's back. I feel that way. Am I, could I be completely delusional? Maybe, but the, the expectations around this team are super high. It looks like Trent Williams is going to play. We think Nick Bosa is going to play. We think this, I'm bummed about Hufunga. Yeah. Like, I hope this isn't a bad concussion where it costs him to miss a game. I feel like that they missed, I feel like that he passed the test the first two times. They passed it, they put him back in the game. He played like 49 snaps. Right. And then he, I, I think he'll play. My big yeah. worry is Mooney Ward, but obviously it sounds like his, his groin injury was a little bit less severe. Yeah. Yeah. Than than say Bosa's. So, so are you I don't expecting know like full on like the cavalry's back coming I in? I feel like the cavalry's back with the exception of Armstead and Kinlaw and then obviously you don't have Jimmy Ward, but right. Well, Jimmy Ward might come, he might play with the club, right? Yeah, that's what they said he might play with the club, but um 
49ers <laughs> legends, uh, Navarro Bowman and Patrick Is Willis are very well known. Is there a team that we've ever seen in the last three years of the NFL? Is yeah. there? I mean, I'm sure you guys talk about this every week because, you know, I'm first time around here. I know Evan does a show with you a lot, but it's it's like this team just has the worst luck with injuries. And then at the worst timing, like you said, Chase, the, the schedule coming up is so brutal. Brutal. I, mean, I, 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 I can't stress this enough, and I want to say it one more time because I don't know if any fan quite understands this. They don't. Ranked, ranked dead last in the NFL with injuries. They have the most injury, injured team in the entire NFL, and within the first five minutes of the first quarter, lost three starters. They were down to a total of four or three or four starters on that defense for the rest of that game. The only reason why that should ever happen is if there is someone in a dark room with a monkey paw wishing ill will on the 49ers. Like that shouldn't be a headline ever. Like Somebody it's an absurd. In the little doll. Right. Like, so yeah, I, 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 I do hope that uh, the cavalry is coming back with the, let's, having to let's go back hope. against the chiefs. Is, that's a tough game. A game, Fun game the, though. I'm glad it's happening. It'll be a good one. Um, the Cardinals, Evan's favorite team to talk about on this very program. Uh, they traded for Robbie Anderson, who I don't understand how this worked because everything I read, it's every, we just don't know anything is what I always come back to is like, I'll listen to these other shows and I'm not going to cite them, but it's just like untradeable. Like, cause folks, if you did not already know, Robbie Anderson, uh, was, uh, dismissed mid game on <laughs> Sunday afternoon. Um, and it came out, I think ultimately he wanted, he was mad. He wasn't included on, uh, was it a third down play or something Yeah, and got really upset about it. And you know. He's also one of the 10 highest paid receivers in the league and also not great. Um, but his days were numbered when Matt Rule was fired, like both Temple guys. Um, that was just uh, that was the connection there. And now he's this Arizona Cardinal. And I don't understand how the Panthers are going to just make this work with the money. It's just rough. Like his cap hole, his cap hit just is so much dead money. I think it's like 20 million in dead money it's, for the it, Panthers. It's an, mm -hmm. it's an absurd thing that they, they they're eating it. Like that's that. how bad it was. If they're eating the 20 million in dead money for Robbie Anderson getting moved on, that tells you how bad it was behind the scenes. I would, yeah. I want to say, but like the Cardinals are just in desperation mode. And it's so weird because if, Cliff Kingsbury did not get the extension that he just got. You're looking at it as like, oh, is this this it? This is the yeah, last ride many. for this group. But you're like, no, probably not. They're just uh, this is probably going to keep going for a little bit longer. But the other dumb part of my brain, it's like Robbie Anderson, Hop, the, Hollywood the Brown, all together. Can it work? I don't know. Clayton, are you out on the Robbie Anderson fixing anything? in uh, I'm completely out. But this goes all the way to the top. I, I, look, like Evan brought up earlier. This is why I'm a big fan of Evan um, as far as Twitter goes, because <laughs> he, he can tweet a lot of things that I I'm feeling. I got to I got to keep it. You, you know. live vicariously through Evan's tweets. Yeah. Yes, because he says a lot of things that I, you know, I technically can't can't right. say, you know, I would like I'm the fans. I am everyone's anger translator. But, I'd you know, we're all it. fans like, you know, I work with yeah. Andrew Siciliano, who's like the biggest Browns fan in the world. And, you know, he he makes it known that he's a Browns fan. He tweets about the Browns, but we keep it within reason. Mm -hmm. Going back to what I was about to say, though, the Cardinals problems go all the way to the top. Mm -hmm. You know, starting with Bidwell, keeping, you know, Steve Kime around for as long as he has. Kai and, you know, Kingsbury, the way they did Josh Rosen. Um I'm out on Robbie Anderson. I feel like it's a desperation move. I don't know what you're getting from that. I mean, you're getting D hop back this week. Hmm. Um, your second leading receiver on the team, I think prior to Hollywood going down was Ertz. They, they're running multiple tight end formations. And then I don't know who their other, I see that they needed a, a, a splash for a receiver, somebody to help out, but I don't know if Robbie Anderson is the right guy. The guy has like what? 1000 yard season in his career. He's a hothead. I mean, you're, 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 you're bringing baggage, you're bringing baggage more so than like, oh my God, this is, this is going to help us out. I mean, why not be patient one more week with D see what D hop does, see what that chemistry looks like. I, I, the one thing I will say is this, I think Robbie Anderson in the right circumstances could be a good addition to an offense that needs the right circumstances, but is Arizona the right circum? I mean, but Arizona is yeah. a Kind of not. I don't. Want, I don't want to say dumpster fire yet. They're not a dumpster fire, but well, are they not? They're thirty first overall in team grade in PFF. They're two and four at this point. Yeah. 
Uh, 32nd defense in football. The offense is gross. That's what I don't know. Well, and that so that was game. my that was my point. And you, you yeah. said you you said they're not a dumpster fire. Where I'm over here going, <laughs> I really feel like them signing Robbie Anderson is like taking a water bottle at a dumpster <laughs> fire and like trying to put it out. Like yeah, it's just yeah. it's not. You're it's too late. And I am curious. You do give Cliff this ex, you know this extension. Kyler's gotten his money. They're tied for a long time here, but like. Is D Hop really going to save the season? I don't think so. Look, look, D Hop to me is like I feel like D Hop's when he's around healthy. D Hop's top three, top five receiver in the league. I mean, the guy's incredible, and you saw how well he looked with Kyler when he first got there. So, can they turn things around? Yeah, but they have other problems at receive other than receiver. I mean. Kingsbury's on record basically saying he's willing to take any advice if it comes down to him not calling plays anymore, like, you know, whatever it takes for us to win games. I mean, their defense isn't playing well. Like, what, this like is an organizational problem. It's not just a head coach problem. It's not just a wide receiver problem. It's just bad. And it's think bad. about that. Think about that. Cl- Cliff Kingsbury, he's right, did say that. He did say, you know, uh, I'm open to someone else calling plays. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan would Shanahan would never say that. Kyle Shanahan would choke children out before he ever let somebody <laughs> else call plays. <laughs> There's no world in which Kyle Shanahan would ever let somebody else call plays on his team. And that's like Cliff is like, I don't know, man. It's wild. And you know, I I gotta say, Chase, shout out to you. You're the one. You were like, hey man, this this Kyler stuff's weird. Uh, this team is weird, and like you were right, they are. Uh, no offense, Clay, that they're, they're a dumpster fire. Look, like I said, I got to keep it within reason. I'm not going to sit there and you know say the worst things in the world about him. Right. But like I, my, I, when he showed up to what game was that last? Was it a week or two ago when he showed up in that green suit, Kyler? And I'm like, what are we doing, man? What are we doing? He just went viral for his suit. Yep. It's it's. There's so much wrong with that team. I, I, think, like I, think, I think the vibe I think it was is a, bad. It was a what pants that? suit, right? The it vibe like is a, just bad. Yeah, like, the, it, that's what I'm saying. It goes the whole every, the aura around that team is just bad, and it goes all the way to the top. Also, to top. who's actually having fun outside of the Eagles? Like you go through it, and Josh Allen. It's like Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts are the only two people having fun this year. Brady's losing his mind. Rodgers is mo- losing his mind. So many quarterbacks. Russell Wilson. Like you go up and down the list. I've what never quarterbacks seen this having much fun? parody six weeks in. Yeah, there's a lot. Well, let's talk about that because. Who's actually good, Clayton? Who are you certain is actually good right now? Uh, Buffalo. Um, okay. I, I have like group chats with, you know, friends. We always talk in sports and arguing sports and stuff. And I said, I'm, I'm not the type, you know, I always give my preseason who I think will go into the Super Bowl prediction. We all do that in the newsroom here at work and stuff. And I do that amongst friends. You know, I'll give my Super Bowl, but it's like, I don't buy into like, Oh my God, so and so hasn't lost yet. Oh my God, so and so is three and three yet. Like the Super Bowl isn't won in week six. Mm. But I did say whoever wins this Chiefs Bills game is probably the real deal. And I have Buffalo representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. That was my pick. And Buffalo is real, man. They shouldn't have lost their game that they lost. Buffalo should be undefeated too. Buffalo is the real deal. Buffalo is the real deal. I. The, the running the football Why stuff, I would love to see them trade that? for Christian McCaffrey. Like that final piece just oh, make man. the deal for Christian McCaffrey would be fun. Yeah. Um, I want to see Chiefs, Bills just continue to go at it. Like it's sure. just, that's always uh, a lot of fun. But I just, I think it's harder to figure out the NFC because I think everyone in the end, like I'm still not just sold on the Eagles. I think the Eagles are, I, I don't, I think they're fine. Like they're good across the board, but like, I don't think they're great. I think you yeah. can beat them. The Eagles feel kind of like, the Steelers to me when they started off 11 and 0 where I'm like, I'm just waiting for the playoffs because I think if you get them with, I mean, Tampa in a wild card round or somebody like that, like even the Packers based on what we've seen thus far, even the Niners, I don't know if I believe in them that much. I don't know if I believe in this group to make the run like that. I I agree with you. They're a good team. They, They have a really good defense. Um, I, I totally, and they have the NFC East has the most favorable. Have you looked at the NFC East schedule? Yes. That's why the oh, giants are over here. Just looking like a playoff schedule team. out mm. of all the teams. And it's, so it's like, they're going to make the playoffs. 
like you said, but who do they run into in the playoffs that actually knocks them off, whether it be a good, healthy San Francisco or the, the San Francisco <laughs> 49ers, baby. Of course. Um, yeah. That's so, the one thing yeah, I will say. I, are they the real deal? We don't know yet. I mean, they they beat Dallas. Dallas is a good team. Dallas has a good defense, but do we really believe in Dallas's offense? I mean, I, or, I as Evan knows, like, I'm a Dallas Warriors. believer. Once once Dak comes back, I think they're yeah. they're going to be dangerous. I'm a Dallas believer. Dallas. I would say my overall would be Buffalo. NFC yeah. is so wide open. I would say San Francisco if they're healthy, because that defense is great when they're healthy. They huge, were, yeah. I mean, you look at the NFC West, Cardinals and Rams are both a train wreck. The Seahawks are out here. Geno's having a renaissance. Listen, and on, your the Panthers are a train wreck. The Saints are a train wreck. The Bucks are, I mean, borderline train wreck. Um, the Vikings are the ones that everyone's overlooking, where I'm like, the Vikings are going to be sitting here at like 13 and four, going to like I, first round I and no one's going to be buying the Kirk Cousins Vikings at all. And it's kind of sad. I, yeah, I said it. I said they were going to beat the Packers for that division. But here, the only thing I, I don't want to get too far away from it. I say this as a guy that hates. I hate. See, I hate Starbucks. I hate Microsoft. <laughs> I hate Macklemore. I hate everything about Seattle. I hate the Seahawks. Uh huh. I got to give them credit. They're literally the most logical competition for winning the NFC West right now. There's no other team that I'm worried about. I'm not worried about the Rams. I'm like, I'm not, I mean, like, like Clayton, you can open the window right now and yell out to the stadium. Let them like, let them know. I'm not worried about the Rams at all. No, I'm not worried about the Rams. I'm not worried about the Cardinals. I'm not worried about the Seahawks. All I'm worried about is health. Otherwise San Francisco, San, you know, the, the panic button, they're three and three. They're still first place in the NFC West. Yes, I know. It's so stupid. <laughs> still first place in the NFC West. And it helps because the division just really sucks. I mean, we yeah. talked about the Rams. Like, are they just bad? Like, Evan, are you there with the Rams? Are they bad? Like, are you ready to just say, because Matt Stafford, you look at the numbers. Like, folks, I'm telling you, go through this. Like, everything across the board, they can't run the ball. Who knows what Cam Akers, like the Andrew Whitworth retirement was devastating well, to this group. No Odell obviously hurts, but like, I look up and down this list. I'm, I don't think they figured this out. Like, I think so, the Rams are in real trouble. I don't think they're a playoff game. I think they're, I think they're bad. Yeah. I don't I don't know that I will say – I don't think that they're, like, bad, bad, but I will say they're screwed. And what I mean by that is they've hedged so many times with picks and signing stars and, like, all of these things. They've hedged their bets so many times, and they got their Super Bowl, right? Like, they got a Super Bowl. There's a, Half the teams in the NFL don't even have one. They have a Super Bowl. But now Andrew Whitworth is gone, and you can't go out and trade for a left tackle, right? Like, that's not something, like, teams do. You're not going to trade for a left tackle, yep. and, they, and you don't have one. So they already have also injuries now that are happening to the offensive line that they couldn't really – they couldn't afford in the first place. But more than just that, you bring in Allen Robinson, and, I mean, that's just not He's doing He's been a non-factor. They ba- they're barely targeting him. They they're targeting. I don't even know his name because he's that like unknown. Who's the who's the white guy that looks yeah, like the other white Cup? kid? I know exactly who you're it's talking like about. Like Kafka or something like Cooper yeah, Cup's older brother. Yeah. Swarchuk? Like, what is it? Yeah, Swarchuk? yeah, something like that. Yeah. But they're target they're targeting him more than they are Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. And so like when 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 you were already kind of on a thin margin for for your success and you lose Whitworth and then the person that you swap out for, you know, Odell or maybe Robert Woods or whatever, you know, like the people that you're bringing in aren't doing anything. So it's like their margin of error was already tiny and they're, they're losing. And I just, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen long-term. Yeah. There's a lot going on there. Like you, like you said, you know, they, they went all in and they got their ring. So what now the defense doesn't look good. The offensive lines depleted. Cam Akers is basically requesting a trade. Um, OBJ, they should have signed OBJ. Like, like I get it. He went down in the Super Bowl, but like OBJ fits a McVeigh, Shanahan, McDaniel system much better than an Allen Robinson does. Like Matt Stafford is looking like Matt Stafford of old without Calvin Johnson. So he, 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 they're so reliant on Cooper. They're so reliant on Cooper cup outside of that. There's nothing going on there. There, If you don't, if you don't, if you can't protect Stafford, you don't have a solid running game. Who are you? 
If your defense isn't playing the way Aaron Donald and Bobby Wagner and Jalen Ramsey, those Le- Leonard, those guys are supposed to play. Who are, who are the Rams? Like, who's worried about the Rams? It's just one of those things too. It's like it's gotta be frustrating if you're less need. I mean, you got the ring, so like whatever happens, like you just whatever you you mortgage. You're playing on house money. Yes, like who cares? But Aaron Donald still playing like an all time great. Like if you're Aaron Donald, you're like I came back, I like I could have just retired. Like I I, maybe I should have. Well, hold on, real quick, real quick on that. Who do you think should have retired more, Aaron Donald or Tom Brady? Uh, I think we'd say Matt Stafford. That's not even a debate. I think Matt Stafford's in that conversation. No, I don't. No, No, this guy, this guy right here. I will say the stuff about Brady that people really need to relax with is the marriage stuff. Like, just relax. Like, I cannot stand the marriage stuff when they're talking about Tom and like the questions and everything else and just uh, pontificating whether or not this is doing that. It's like, well, most people respectable media is yeah not bothering. You don't have to include that in your analysis. Like, you don't. It's have you seen Tom Brady? Like, so he's upset. Being here five days a week, and then we cover every yeah. team presser and availability. You know, Tom Brady literally aged overnight. I'm not talking about just on the football field. Like he looks like he is tired in his face. He looks well, different. He, I, I what? he's also say, tired. I, I think he's a little tired this. too because he. Uh, Every, yeah, go everybody. Ahead. Everybody was like, "Where did Tom go in the offseason? He got more plastic surgery. Like, come on. Let's all like just. I'm, I'm not going to. <laughs> I know. But like, I mean, I'm like, I, but like, not I, like, here. Let me, let me preface this. I have no issue with Tom Brady getting plastic surgery. Like I have no issue with anyone doing that. Do whatever you want with your body. As long as you're not hurting anyone else and it makes you happy. That's fine. But like, it's so obvious to me that that's why he was gone. And he, yeah, he looks like, I mean, I think yes, maybe he's tired or whatever, but like physically think- his skinny face, like that's, I don't think that's why he was really gone. I think, I mean, what was reported is the real reason. Basically, he promised his family a vacation prior to him returning from NFL. And so he took those 11, 12 days to whatever it was to take family vacation because he was probably working on everything that he has going on. And him coming out of retirement basically affected his personal life. And I I will say that He wanted him retired and... Here we are, and it's it's affecting the Bucks as a team. It's affecting. I, I mean, it's that's it's that's messed up that's, situation. This is like the thing that I like bothers me the most is like I completely agree that personal life should like always be off limits as long as it has nothing to do with sport. But like in this context, like Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. He's one of the most important athletes in sport of any kind ever. He's one of the most polarizing figures of all time, just because of what he's accomplished. So when he retires and then comes back, the reasons why he came back and what's happening to him, while it is unfortunate, like I don't want to be involved in his personal life or talk about his personal life, but it does, it matters in the, in the sake of sport and his team and how they're going to like, play and how he's going to play and like where they're going to, what they're going to do. If they're going to make the playoffs, it actually matters because it clearly affects his life and his life is now affecting the game. Like you can't say that like people are like, Oh, we got to stop talking about it. It's like, I don't want to, but like, it's important. It's relevant. I just look at it more like the same thing with Stafford. I think Stafford's been worse. And I think there's more concern if you're a Rams fan about this year than the Bucks. I think the Bucks are still going to be fine. Uh, I'm not as concerned long term uh, for the rest of the season with the with the Bucks. And I think part of it is just that like the Rams are so top heavy, where it's like Ramsey, Donald, Wagner, and Cup are all playing at an All Pro level still, and they still look terrible. Like this is them clicking. All the main important ingredients are playing how they should, and they're still just oof. This looks bad. Yeah. The Bucks are just like in every game. Like they're kind of just you're like they have not kicked it into gear yet. Brady has still been good. Like I think Mike Evans has been fine. Russell Gage has not figured it out. I think it looks more like Donovan's the running been game bad. Is the issue. The running game running game's the, the issue. issue. Tristan Wirfs has been good. They don't get any pressure. Like they're they have not been good there. Their secondary is still good. I like uh, all across the board. I mean, we'll see what Logan Ryan like that does to them but logan ryan injury yeah yeah that hurts i think a lot of it too is just gronk 
like Gronk not being there, Kate Otten is not ready to be the Gronk replacement. So I think that is like one of the more under talked about parts of this is Gronk not doing this. And I think it would have made more sense for Brady. It's like if you're going to make this big choice to come out of retirement, I'm surprised you weren't able to like lock in Gronk to be part of this. Like based on everything we know, it'd be like, hey, man, if I'm going to if I'm going to take this big of a risk with uh, how this might affect my home life. I need to, you to make sure that you're also coming with me uh, to make me feel a little bit better about it. And Gronk, and maybe we see him at the end of the year. Maybe he's but, like, I'll be there, but you got to do the first half in the heavy lifting without me and I'll come back. I, I don't know. I talked to Tyler Dunn of Go Long, who has a great new book that everyone should go check out, Blood and Guts, on um, uh, tight ends. And he'd spent a lot of time at Gronk. And I, uh, I don't know. I got the sense that it's not completely closed on Gronk uh, well, returning this year. So, okay, so we talked about Matt Stafford a little bit, but first and foremost, two-part question. Mm. Clayton, you can go first. Who retires first, Matt Stafford or Tom Brady? And also, if if Tom Brady doesn't retire, does he end up playing for a certain football team next year? Tom Brady's done after this year. You think so for sure? You think he... You see it in his body language. You see it in his face. I mean, whether you want to go down that route, you just see he looks. He, he just he's tired. He he's had a long off season. He's has so. But what much- if he wins? Are you certain he wouldn't want to defend it if he won? If, the if Bucks he wins, won. he would. I don't think they're winning. But if he wins, if he does not go out on top, mm. he's not going to make that same mistake twice. Like you go out on top, you should have went out when you won it your first year in Tampa. You're like. But you know, people always say like when you should retire. I wouldn't want that in my life. Like anyone just being like, Chase, you just won podcaster of the year. You got to wrap this thing up. Like no, it's never been any that. better than this. I'm but like, he, no, no, but you 20 years in the league and you, he's, you, he's, he's look, I've always said it's fair to compare podcasters to Tom Brady, but I, I don't know. I, I, I get it. If I'm Brady, like I a hundred percent understand where it's like, I'm still one of the five, 10 best quarterbacks in the sport. Why do I want to walk away from this thing? But is he I, though this year? Yeah, I think he's still top ten. That offensive line sucks, and they can't run the ball. I know. No I get it. I, I I don't know. I'm okay with Tom to this point. Yeah. I'm not selling the Tom stock. I've sold all the Matt Stafford stock. That the is, true goat is right behind you though. <laughs> if he didn't, if he had, if he could stay healthy and had the. Well, I mean, he stayed around. I mean, his body gave up. Like he, uh, he won a Super Bowl, nine TD, seventeen goat. picks. Like, hey, that's uh, that's what you got to do. Um, Deshaun da- Jackson, does he move the needle for the Ravens? Uh, absolutely, uh, what, I, absolutely not. Next question: <laughs> Is this a serious question? And listen, I worked with Deshaun's brother. His brother Byron, great guy. Uh-huh. His older brother. He's the one that does all the video for Deshaun. If you ever um, huh. followed him around, he's like fifteen, almost twenty years older than Deshaun. He followed his around his entire career, documenting everything. Byron's mm. an editor. I used to work with him over at um, Fox Sports. So I'm not going to sit there and say, but, but Deshaun's 35 years old. Yeah. He's 35. I mean, I mean well, can he be – is there potential for him to have a play or two where he can he goes over the top? Sure, but it's like what's he really going to do in Baltimore? Yeah, I mean, this is what I will say. It's 35. Desha- Deshaun Watson will absolutely catch a 60-yard touchdown pass sure. because yeah, that's what I'm he's saying. Deshaun Watson, and like for whatever reason, no matter where he goes, it happens. He did it with the Rams last exactly. year. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, that's – him and Tom Brady both. Those are just two guys that just need to just, – just go enjoy the house. It's yeah. not that bad. No. Um, no, it doesn't. But also, like, the Ravens don't need – like, they don't, they're not, like – the Ravens are fine. They could throw to Mark Andrews for the rest of the season and just win. And win they are. Game. I didn't see them losing that game, though, to the Giants. The second yeah. half stuff is popping up. Lamar in the fourth quarter is something that's not going away. And it, now it's like Greg Roman. It seems like Greg Roman is going to be the fall guy here uh, before anything else happens. But Fall guy? Know. A lot it's of not familiarity a fall guy. with Greg Roman. <laughs> Wait, yeah, fall guy. He's not a fall guy at all. It's just, it's just Greg Roman. Like mm. we need, we need Trent Baalke's daughter out here to like, to really. <laughs> no, that's a deep cut. Uh, I have no I, idea what that reference Trent, was, but when, yeah. when Greg the Roman, 49er was a 49ers coach, okay. uh, Trent Baalke's daughter went on Twitter and was like yelling at him. Or something. Oh, okay. Uh, but no, uh, Greg Roman. It was funny. Someone today actually tweeted that, like a, 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 a an old, older player, a retired player, was like. You know, is Greg Roman holding Lamar Jackson back? And I'm like, we it literally already happened with Cap. He's doing it again. Like it's in it's in literal unison. Like it the only numbers, difference is 
the only difference is I, cause I agree with that sentiment, but the only, the only difference is Lamar is so much better and more athletic than cap ever was. Well, Cap's yeah, bigger. that's what I'm saying. That's why you're getting more out of Lamar than you do with cap. But once Harbaugh and Roman and cap were figured out, I mean, they got exposed, right. they got exposed. It's, unfortunately, Lamar is just an amazing athlete and can just, he, has that X factor where he can do so much more than anybody else can. He has, a, he has an entirely new different. He has an entirely extra gear. Yeah. yeah. So, well, we'll see. I, the Ravens are one of the more difficult teams to peg right now across uh, the NFL. Um, we'll end on this. Evan, you know what it's time for, you know, you know what it's time for our two minute takes because it's the most boring part of any podcast is when people do their picks. And this part is going to be fun because we have special guests, Clayton Holloway, here to do them with us. Are you ready to do our lightning rod picks? Sure. I mean, I don't know what this is, but let's rock. Oh, we're it's our weekly gonna, picks, man. We're going Week seven. Okay. Sure. Picking, picking, going through the games. Uh, all right. So let's get it moving. Uh, starting off with probably one of the one of the wor- more one of the worst games of the week. Uh, mm. it's Thursday night, Saints and Cardinals. I think this is actually going to be good. Of course you do. You love <laughs> you are like that uh, house cleaning lady. You you love mess. Uh, <laughs> I also just love like Alvin Kamara when he plays. I mean, uh, Clayton's also a I Kamara mean, that, guy. Uh, the Saints are a different team when Kamara here, plays. Maybe? Yeah, oh, uh, I think I don't know. I can't quit the Saints yet. I can't do it. Yeah. Does Robbie it. Anderson really make a difference? I think D Hop does. Yeah. yeah. So you have the Cardinals or the Saints? I'll take here? Cardinals just because prime time they're at home. D hops back. I, I feel like if they lose this one, we're gonna there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of talk Friday morning if they lose this one. That's what I was gonna say. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Cardinals, but if they lose, uh turn off the lights. Mm. The season's over. It already is, but turn off the lights. Uh, I'm what about you, Saints? Yeah. Okay. Take okay, and then so Ravens and Browns. The Ravens, I mean, the Browns are imploding. Like there are some subtle implosions where the Jacoby Brissett experience is not not fun anymore. This is uh, this is a nightmare situation for them. Um, I think they're trending downward, and this is going to get worse before it gets better. Uh, I think the Ravens get back on track at home. I say Ravens back on track. Miles injured his shoulder again. I think he's going to be fine. I think Nick Chubb will do Nick Chubb things. I think he'll have a bounce back game from this last week. But Ravens are back on track. The Ravens uh, are going to destroy the Browns, but uh, that pre- that sexual predator is coming back soon. Buccaneer- Buccaneers and Panthers. This is just, I mean, it's Bucks. a 10 a.m. game. I'll get it out of the way, Bucks. Yeah, Bucks. I mean, if the Bucks lose this one, like the Panthers is now the stick where it's like, if you blow this one, like this is like the Rams being in a game with the Ram- uh, with the Panthers in the fourth quarter. You're like, oh, the, the Rams are bad. Like this is a this is not where you want to be. Yeah, I mean, this is literally like the exact thing Tom Brady needs to like get yes. things get things right, and he will. Give me the Bucks. I think we're all going Bucks, right? Sure. Uh, yeah. a little bit of a. This is gonna be a tough one for Chase. Does he does he pick his favorite Falcons or or the Joe Burrow Express in the Bengals? I'm gonna be on a Bengals radio show on Sunday morning. Uh, get, I gotta get up and do this and talk Falcons Bengals, and I gotta withhold my Joe Burrow. Uh, I'll t- and also T Higgins Oak Ridge stand up. Uh, met him last month. He was at the Oak Ridge game during the Bengals wow. bye. Okay, uh, T's cool dude. Um, this is tough like how much do i believe the falcons are maybe the most difficult team to pick week to week because when all things go right like i think they're going to be in every single game this year like that's what frustrates me about picking the falcons is i think i can make the case that they can win every game on their schedule this year because that's the way they play and when they run the football really well it's just really hard to beat this team and arthur smith being one of the best play callers like they're just gonna be in every game i'm going to go Bengals, but I I hate going Bengals here. I hate going against the Falcons here, but I think we're going to see a lot of back and forth with the Falcons. Get a nice one at home against the Niners, and they they don't look as well as good the following week. So give me the Bengals at home. Um, I got the Bengals. Mm. They, get, they get they finally kind of get a little bit of steam going. They got this. They had a really good win this past Sunday. Exciting game. I feel like they get they get two in a row here. Bengals. 
Mm. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting, right? The the Falcons are a team that are doing a little bit better than expected, and the Bengals are significantly doing worse than expected. So, so I, yeah. I do. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say I got the Bengals here. I do think they they yeah. kind of they get a bounce back game. It's not. It's nothing about against the Falcons, like he said. They're they're doing better things, but at what point do the Bengals finally get the ball rolling? So. Uh, so okay, so I I wish the Cowboys didn't have this game because I hate the Cowboys, but. <laughs> They get the Lions at home, the one in four Lions. Who do you guys got? I think the Cowboys bounce back. Cowboys are good. I'm not going away. Is Dak going to play this week, Clayton? Do we know? Uh, it looks like he's going to play. Yeah. He says he's going to play. He's practicing tomorrow. McCarthy said he's going to pr- practice tomorrow. He's going to play. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Jones is on record saying he's looking to have him back. Look, upsets happen every week. This past Sunday, there were just so many upsets. Like, could this be a game? Could this be a trap game for Dallas? I could see it happening, but you got to be all in on the Josh Reynolds experience. Uh, If you're, I just, I don't see it. I think the lions, I I don't see it. They're going to fight. It's going to probably be a low scoring game. I think that might surprise people, but I, I don't think the the Cowboys dropped this one at home. Yeah. The Dak return. And it's a reminder of like, Oh, right. Cooper rush was fine when we were able to just do, uh, run the ball down people's throats and just play keep away. Uh, but it's more fun to have a Dak Prescott uh, under center. And Zeke, we should also mention, been good. Zeke, uh, a nice bounce back year for Zeke Elliott. The, the Cowboys are the luckiest team in the NFL. <laughs> you hate Lose, the Cowboys. No, no, so no, no, not, not that. What I was going to say is they're the luckiest team in the NFL in that they lost their quarterback and they didn't, at the moment that it happened, have what we consider to be a strong backup. And mm. they won four football games and now Dak's back. Compared so, to San Francisco, when Jimmy goes down, they always lose games with Mullins right. and CJ Beathard and everybody else. Right. So of course, okay. you know. So I will say this: I'm not too. I'm not, I don't feel too bad about the the Cowboys having some good luck here because they'll still disappoint everyone when it matters. Uh, but they do win this week. Uh, this is a sneaky fun game, guys. The Giants and Jaguars. Jaguars on a downward trend. I, I had them before the year. I was like, I had the Jaguars winning the a, a, uh, AFC South where I was like, all right, Trevor Lawrence, because I'm a big Trevor Lawrence guy too. And I think he's the heir to Peyton, like the the Peyton heir. And it's been rough. Like this is the last couple of weeks have been weird. And they're in these games, but they're not closing. And I like their running back situation. I like what, uh, what Christian Kirk has provided for them. Um, Love the rookies on defense, like Trayvon Walker, of course. Um, the the linebacker from um, Devin Lloyd from uh, Utah has been great for them as well. But they have, I mean, Foyer, old friend, old Atlanta friend has been great for them. It's really weird. The Jaguars are really hard to figure out because I'm like, they should be winning these games. I don't think they're going in the wrong direction. I don't think it's time to panic if you're Jacksonville. But this is the kind of game you want to win. Um, and this might be more of a home game for the Giants with all the snowbirds down in Jacksonville. But uh, I'm not a believer in the Giants and the five and one Giants. I think this is the kind of game where Daniel Jones has some bad turnovers, struggles, and the Jaguars get a, a much needed win at home and kind of let's pump the brakes on the Daniel Jones and uh, Giants experience. I agree, I agree with you a lot. I think I think Giants could easily this is a game that they could easily lose. Jaguars aren't a bad team, but it's like, could you imagine if who would have ever thought the six and one Giants? And they have, they're in the NFC East. They have such an easy schedule coming up after the – I mean, they have the Jaguars, they have the Seahawks, they have the Lions, and the Commanders twice. They got, it, yeah, they got it good. Yeah, I will say this. Ever since the 2011 49ers season with Alex Smith and Jim Harbaugh's first year, I've always had a special place in my heart for really bad teams that have one-year turnarounds. So, like, on one end, you know, I've it's the Giants, but on the other – I kind of like that they have this. I like the head coach. Brian Dayball's fun, man. He's a, they, he's a fun coach. I love Saquon Barkley. I've always loved oh, Saquon. The resurgence of, of Saquon makes me so happy, right? Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon's playing great now that he's hey, back on the field. Oregon legend Kayvon Thibodeau looking great, crying after the game because they won his first game. So I, 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 I like, I've enjoyed that, but I think the, I think the, I think the Jaguars win here. I think Trevor Lawrence has himself a game. The we all say Jack. Let's hope we're right. Yeah, I, 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 see I, do the, I can see the Jags. You know, pump the brakes a little. So, so okay, and, and another another team that's going to get in another quarterback that's going to get a much needed bounce back win here. The Packers are playing the Commanders. Are we sure? 
I mean, at home in point, Washington, like no you. Carson Wentz this week, right? I'm, like I'm on the record last week saying the Jets were going to do it. They're on the only five and a half point favorites on the road in. Uh, There's in something about Green Bay right now, man. There's something in that water. I don't know if it's just injuries, losing Devontae Adams, what it is. I see them winning this game, but the Packers aren't scaring anybody. Right. So, I mean, I don't. I don't know. Taylor Haneke, this is like the ideal Taylor Haneke win, right? It like is, right. He just subs in and then the, the do or die time against Aaron Rodgers at home. Like, so you guys are going commanders? I think I'm going commanders. There's something oh. wrong in Green Bay. I th- I, I'm going to go Green Bay, but only because I think the commanders are that bad. But, you know, I got to say, the, when you when you go out and get some, some hippie tattoos and you mm. start doing ayahuasca and you start talking about all these things, you go on all these podcasts, you go on and do all these interviews and you're like, you got the haircuts that you have. You can't do that. And then not be Aaron Rodgers level. Good. Mm. And that he's done this entire world tour this year of all these weird things. And now he's, you know, not, they're not winning football games. They're not, it's, it's like, well, it doesn't work. I don't know if you it's necessarily it Aaron Rodgers fault. Like where is Aaron Jones? Why are we not utilizing that running game? Well, he's yeah. asking that question too. What? Well, I mean, he's not only that, that, but Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Jones. And then also they have one of the, one of the better second, you know, backup running backs. Yeah. Right. So like, I, I, I think this is a good bounce back win for, him. I don't see. Yeah. And then uh, a game that really no one should care about, but the Colts and Titans are going to be playing. It's important. This might be like, this is a divisional game. Matt Ryan, I think is number two in passing yards. Old friend, Matt Ryan bouncing back a little bit. Um, I, um, I'll be going hard. Where's this game? Is it in Tennessee? It's in Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going Colts. I am. The Titan stuff has to end. This is not a good football team. Like it, it has to end. I don't know what the Titans voodoo is over the AFC South, but it has to end at some point. And I just, I don't know. I think this we'll, is where it ends. We'll see if John, we'll see who they get back, even though Deion Jackson looked fantastic and he won Kyle Brandt's angry run scepter. Mm. Um, uh, Titans only two and a half point favorite, by the way. Are jo- is, Jonathan Ta- is Jonathan Taylor going to play? I think uh, so. I don't, yeah, I was gonna say, and Derrick Henry's gonna play, and he's been Derrick really Henry's good for them. Like, this one's more of a coin flip for me. I could see it going either way. I guess I'll just I'll lean Tennessee because of home field, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts come out and play well. Yeah, to me, it all it depends on Matt Ryan. You know, if we get good Matt Ryan, I think they can definitely win this game, especially. You know, Matt Ryan wants an offensive line that doesn't really suck. He just is like, one year, can I just have an offensive line in my life? Like he leaves the Falcons and the offensive line's great. I don't know if it's something with Matt Ryan. He went over to he went to Quentin Nelson, right? Like you know, you thought he was going to have something there, but their offensive line's terrible. They're they're a sneaky terrible offensive line. Like Nelson's the best one, probably. I mean, you can make the case it's Braden Smith, but like the left tackle spot's a disaster. And so I know we got the Warriors game is already on, so I want to get Clayton out of here. Yeah, let's no, kind of no. go well, Let's kind of, let's lightning round this because sneak. Speaking of, yeah, because what is this called again? Evans two minutes. Yeah, it's no, that, no, yeah, yeah we, we say two minutes, and then it just it, we, we try. The, the, yeah. the only thing longer than this two minutes is doing planks. Uh, but yeah, the sneaky terrible game would be the Texans and Raiders. I don't even want to talk about this. Raiders. But I will take the Raiders. 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 Well. So, Jack Easterby out the building, the first game without him. And uh, uh, was it Conley who's tweeting about it? Like all kinds of people like that is. Uh, yeah, that we'll see. A bad hire in general. That's an, I like I like I remember when it happened here and we did the breaking news with it. Mm. Houston and just not the greatest hire. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, Raiders should win this one, but another bad vibes team where I'm I'm not certain. Like the Texans could so talented. Like yes. you know, there's so many teams, like uh, players that are on record. You know, this team is good. They're, the talent is there. It's yeah. just not Max Crosby, my coworker, cannot like do everything Arizona. There's line. talent, but they're not winning. Yeah, no. uh, give me the Raiders. Raiders. All right, and then the Jets and the Broncos. I'm taking the Jets, baby. J E T S. Jets. Yeah, Jets. Jets. Fun. I like. I like the Jets. I, I. I met Garrett Wilson and interviewed him and Sauce Gardner at the uh, NFL Draft in Vegas. Um, the, all the events leading up to the draft, and um, I like those kids a lot, man. Um, they're fun. I'm rooting for the Jets. So, why did the Broncos keep getting favored? Like, what? What more do we have to? Because people the- still. Be, they have a great defense. They have a really good defense. They just, 
I don't know what I don't know what Russell going Wilson's on. been bad. Like Nathaniel the receivers Hall- have been bad. The running Nathaniel game is bad. Hall- like Urban Meyer status without all the dumb stuff off the yes. field. Yes, like half of the season done. The yeah. offense is terrible, and it's not getting fixed midseason. I just don't. I'm checked out. No, the Jets should win this football game. Yeah. Um, five and two Jets is wild. Mm-hmm. Um, like that is a huge, huge deal if they can pull that off. Um, but no, yeah, give me, give me the Jets. I think this is close, but uh, man, five and two Jets. That's fun. Good for them. Okay. All right. And then so <laughs> 49ers and Chiefs. Clayton, you're going first, man. I'll go first. I think if San Fran, I'm not afraid to go out on a limb and say it. If Trent Williams is back, if they have Bosa, if they don't lose Mooney Ward, like I wish we did this prediction like Friday. Four hours. You know, when the injury final injury report comes out, like it would be easier for me, but like, San Francisco's good. At, they haven't lost at home this year. They they can beat Kansas City if they're healthy, if they can protect Jimmy, if Kyle can stick to a game plan, if the receivers can catch the ball, if they don't make costly penalties. I think they can this is a this is a game that they can win. And people are jumping back on the 49ers bandwagon and putting them in their top five power rankings again. Yeah. So I mean, here's the thing. I here's here's what we're working against right now, right? Okay, Charverius Ward. Groin, we think he'll play. Mike McClinchy, Mike McGlinchy had a calf issue. Um, possible that he'll be playing, but there's it's day to day. Talanoa Hufunga has to pass concussion protocol. He did not pass it yesterday. Charlie Warner has a shoulder AC sprain. Uh, he doesn't really matter. Samsung Ibukam does matter. He's one of the he's basically the right hand man next to Nick Bosa. Mm-hmm. He's got an Achilles issue. You don't you don't want to mess with Achilles issues. So we might not see him. Mm-hmm. Drake Jackson, the rookie who has looked fantastic, who got a third sack yesterday or Sunday, um, is day-to-day with a, with a knee injury. So, and obviously Nick Bosa. If these guys come back, especially with how good Jimmy Garoppolo is playing right now, and, my, and mm, I can't swear on this podcast, but he is playing good football. If they play good football, if he plays well, and the defense is healthy, I think they can win. It's at home. Uh, and by the way, Jim Harbaugh will be in the building to celebrate the anniversary of the 2012 Super Bowl run. So mm. if if he says if he says who's got it better than us and the fans scream nobody, the Niners are going to win. Mm. What about you? What about you, Chase? Chase is going Kansas City. Okay. I'm going Kansas City. Yeah. Death, taxes, Andy Reid in the regular season. Like I – my thing for the last five years as i will always pick andy Reid in a regular season game no matter what like the dude has the best regular season record of any active coach the dude just he, he gobbles up the regular season wins i i think he's not losing two straight no give me the chiefs and a bounce back so garoppolo loses three straight to the yeah. Chiefs. he goes down with the injury in 2018 then the super bowl and now now okay yeah all right that's where i'm at can't do it sorry guys Seahawks, Seahawks and Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers. Chargers. I like Geno though. Those guys can put up points. I have Geno in fantasy. You know, this, I would, is, like this a, is. I would like to see a high-scoring game. It's at LA. Give me the Seahawks. No Hopkins. He gave it his all um, on uh, Monday night uh, in a win. This is another team has problems, injuries out the wazoo. I think I trust the Seahawks offense more at this point, and it's not like winning in. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers stadium uh, is a tough place to win. So now give me the Seahawks uh, to win here. All right. Pittsburgh and Miami. I'm taking I mean, Miami. This is tough. Tua's back, right? Like we know Tua's back for this one. It's prime time return of Tua. I think I'm going Dolphins here too. Terry Kill's been great. Um, I think they're going to be fine and I'm excited to get Tua back. Uh, hope everything's good with him. Um, but I think what we saw from the Pittsburgh Steelers last week is a mirage, and I don't think that's yeah. that's Dan. Give me the Dolphins. And it looks like Trubisky will probably be playing quarterback again, right? So, barring any more Deontay Johnson halftime scuffles, yeah. Um, I'll take Miami. They get back on track. All right, and then finally Monday night Bears Patriots. I'm taking oh. the Patriots. Is this yeah. gonna be Bailey Zappi versus Justin Fields? Yeah. Oof. I'll go. It is. I'll go pay. I'll go Patriots. The Patriots, Patriots four too. wins. Not With a big Bailey Zappy man. It's gonna be wild. 
Zappy was fun. He was dialing up against the Browns on Sunday. He had yeah. some bombs. And as someone who watches a plethora of college football, Bailey Zappi being a good uh, player is not the least bit surprising to me. That dude was insane with Western Kentucky last year. Great story. Great kid. Yeah. Also, it makes it really awkward. And I want to see what happens with Mac Jones and uh, Bailey Zappi the rest of the way. Uh, that oh, man. Quarterback controversy in New England. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, uh, Clayton, it's been an absolute pleasure. This was dope. Yeah, Super this was fun, man. I'm really, I'm really glad you guys brought me on. And you know. <laughs> Clayton's always the guy behind the camera, so I'm happy to finally get you in front of one. Yeah, like that's the thing, you know. I, I don't get all, I don't get the glory when I deal with all the guys <laughs> and their breaking news stories, but it's, uh, it's, it's fun. It's fun. Well, we appreciate you making the time for us, man. You do great work, and uh, we. We had a lot of fun tonight, man. Um, follow you on Twitter. What's your what's your handle? Uh, Holloway, H-O-L-L-O-W-A-Y-N-F-L-N, as an NFL network. So at Holloway NFLN. There you go. Um, and check out all the other great programs all across the NFL network. Like Absolutely. Bucky Brooks is a friend of the podcast. He's been on. Bucky Brooks. Oh, B- Bucky's the best, man. Bucky's, Bucky's the best. Oh, can you do me a favor, though? Uh, mm-hmm. Next time you see him. He gave me a lot of crap about the, the Tennessee Volunteers before this year. Oh, don't, don't worry. I, I talked to Maurice Jones Drew. He always gives me crap about the Vols. He was real yes. quiet the other day. So I mean, just Bucky was he was out, and I was like, yeah, you're gonna see. I had ten and two for the Vols before the year. Not many people, I, not many people like us. Who has it better I, than the Tennessee? I'm Vols? so bummed that I'm get just getting to know you now. Like, cause yeah. Evans known me for a while. If I'm not tweeting about the Niners, it's the Vols, and I've been on the Jalen Hyatt train since week two of this year, and it's like, it's 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 fun. It's a long time coming because I never know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he's, always, he's always saying names, but no, well, I, I will you say did. this. You, guys, hey, you were, I, yeah. I was super hyped to watch Tennessee beat Alabama oh, because man. of you guys. It was, that yeah. was awesome to so like awesome. to watch you. To I'm like sitting there, I'm like, I can't even imagine like how much how many backflips both of you guys were doing beating Alabama. Like just, I I equated this the other day to my friends, even though 16 years. Mm-hmm. A lot longer than eight. This win Saturday was equivalent, not as much because 49ers are the first, my first love in life, but it was equivalent to 2011 divisional game against the Saints. And we finally got back into the playoffs and won after not being in the playoffs since 2003 when San Francisco was out of the playoffs for so long. That's how big this Tennessee Alabama win was for me. Oh. So. There you go. Well, this was awesome. Clayton, Evan, thank you. And uh, Evan, I'll talk to you next week. Clayton, we'll have to have you back on soon. Whenever you want, man. Text me. You have my number. There we go. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.